it's a bustling Christmas as usual, but one of the best new holiday traditions is a Star Wars movie every December. Last year we had The Force Awakens and this year it's the first of the spin-off movies, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Because this film is designed to lead directly into the original trilogy, here's the final chapter of our three-part look into the soundtracks of those beloved movies. In 1983 saw the last episode of the original Star Wars trilogy, Return of the Jedi, a sprawling epic full of vile gangsters, excellent puppetry and angry teddy bears. John Williams' score ensured a musical bang to the end of the saga, pulling together good and evil and showing up anyone who thinks choral music in Star Wars began with Duel of the Fates. Williams brought back a ton of previous themes and once again the Imperial March dominated, now representing the Empire in general as if when the Emperor arrives at the Death Star. Augmenting this, however, is the Emperor's own theme, a terrifying piece with male choir illustrating the character's sheer malevolence. there's a very Prokofiev-esque theme for the much maligned Ewoks. And another love theme, this time representing the fraternal love of Luke and Leia, mainly centred around the scene where Luke tells her about who she really is before he goes off to face Vader. With the film finally introducing the Tatooine crime lord Jabba the Hutt after his many mentions in the previous episodes, Williams uses Lobrath for a somewhat mischievous theme, befitting an underground gangster instead of someone more overtly evil. Oh. 
Sadly, the original recording of the theme is apparently lost, although Williams himself has recorded it many times. Speaking of Jabba, Williams composed a huge action cue for the climax of the first act where the crime lord is defeated. also introduced a short victory motif which would be reprised at the climax of the film. Having to tie up many loose ends, the picture also took Luke back to Dagobah, where a fading Yoda confirmed his parentage. before becoming one with the Force. The second half of the film is just one huge battle conducted in three locations. The forest moon with the Ewoks. Space with the Rebel Fleet versus the Empire. Death Star as Luke faces Vader. 
duel is a pivotal point in the film and saga, it's preceded by a wonderfully small cue on the Endor moon as Luke surrenders himself to the Dark Lord. Perhaps the crowning moment is when Vader threatens to tempt Leia to the dark side, causing Luke to attack him with unhinged ferocity and defeating him in a similar manner to their previous duel, ending again with the character being delemmed. Williams' use of the chorus here is absolutely iconic. is finally defeated by Vader, the theme use is the Force theme, although it is irritatingly obscured by a stupid no in the newest version. Many musical callbacks to the first movie, some out of the nature of these mythic stories wanted to echo, such as the quoting of the throne room motif as the fleet goes to hyperspace. And some after necessity such as the music where they finally make it into the Death Star, which was somewhat of an afterthought and based on the original Star Wars concert suite. Luke and Vader escape, the Dark Lord decides he has to look on his son with his own eyes and asks him to take his mask off. Here Williams uses the Imperial March in a completely different mode, a tender and bittersweet rendition to underplay the final death of not just Darth Vader but also Anakin Skywalker, husband, father, Jedi.
and as Luke escapes on a shuttle, the victory motif from the Sarlacc pit returns as Lando, Nyan-Num and the Millennium Falcon make a last-minute dash from the exploding Death Star. Relationships clarified through Princess Leia proclaiming her love for Han Solo, which Williams uses the Luke and Leia motif to seal. Luke finally lays his father to rest atop a burning funeral pyre, the force theme mirroring that of when he originally first stared at the twin sons and bookending his story of the saga. leaving the Rebels and Ewoks to celebrate in the only way they know how, a mass sing-along. Unfortunately, while the previous films were given deluxe double-disc soundtrack albums, Return of the Jedi was only allowed a single LP, with the orchestral market shrinking with more pop song focused soundtracks like Scarface and American Gigolo having a greater impact in sales and popularity. For the first time the album was released on CD at the same time as LP and cassette, along with other recordings of the score as before, both of which contain extra music compared to the OST. It was a decent if anemic presentation, and there was a Cumus title track Rebel Briefing was actually a mix of the two pre-finale cues, where Han and Leia have their little he's my brother chat and their funeral pyre, although the latter was actually the original version of the cue before it was revised.
recording of music from the entire trilogy by conductor Varajan Kojian leading the Utah Symphony Orchestra included Darth Vader's death, as well as some more space battle music. While the now-expected Charles Gerhardt album featured the cue where Ewok Paplu steals the speeder bike, as well as Fight in the Dungeon, where Luke faces the monstrous Rancor. Miko also got in the act again with Ewok Celebration, but it was a terrible, terrible cut. And there was also an extended dance mix released of the Jabba's Palace song, Lapty Neck. Music from Return of the Jedi made up a fair chunk of the 1993 anthology box set, with the third CD hosting an extended version of the original album, with new cuts that include cues such as the scene where Vader takes Luke to the Emperor, Shield goes down. The fourth disc included a further eight tracks from Jello, including an alternate version of the Sail Barge Q. film version of the funeral pyre It also featured the brilliant cue where the rebels take the stolen imperial shuttle to the Endor moon. and the choral version of the finale, which makes up the film version of the cue. 
Special edition album in 1997 offered a near complete experience but suffered from a muddy and indistinct sound quality, despite including extended music from the first act, such as the entrance of Luke. and a cue from the unused sequence where Darth Vader attempts to contact Luke through the Force. The album also contained a whole sequence of source music, but was notable for two replacement cues based on the special edition of the film. Lapsy Neck was replaced with the, well, um, replacement Jedi Rocks, which was written by composer Jerry Hay. And the John Williams music for the new expanded version of the finale, now entitled Victory Celebration. Like all the special edition changes, both choices have attracted significant controversy, perhaps more because they were left off this album. It's also notable that the film version of Lapsy Neck has never been released in any format. Return of the Jedi is a fantastic score, but it needs a huge improvement before we can close the book on it. With 2017 the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, there may be some sort of opportunity for this to be celebrated musically, and certainly a ton of people are waiting for something like it to happen. Get on it, Disney. <laughs>